The Alta Scientist, a scientific journal by Alta Sciences, a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Issue 11. In this issue, planning your preclinical assessment for a successful regulatory submission, including an IND checklist, preclinical program considerations, and estimating timelines. Section 1. Introduction. There are many challenges associated with early drug discovery and development. With timelines, budget, and market competition being critical factors, advancing your best candidate for regulatory submissions requires a careful assessment of efficacy and toxicity prior to entering human trials. Partnering with the right contract research organization, or CRO, early on can increase your chances of success and ensure you meet your milestones. It is recommended that you initiate discussions with a CRO at least six months in advance. Capacity, resource availability, and animal supply must be built into your timelines. This document is intended to provide a high-level overview for the preclinical component of your drug development program. It is important to note that discussions with both your CRO and Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, are imperative to ensure that your specific drug development needs are addressed and that a customized strategy is developed to maximize success and approval. Section 2. Prepare a Checklist Your IND application must contain information in three areas, as outlined by the U.S. FDA. The first area is animal pharmacology and toxicology studies. This is preclinical data to permit an assessment as to the reasonable safety of the product for initial testing in humans is required. Also to be included are any previous experience with the drug in humans, often from foreign use. The second area is manufacturing information. So, information pertaining to the composition, manufacturer, stability, and controls used for producing the drug substance and the drug product is required. This information is assessed to ensure that the company can adequately supply consistent batches of the drug. And the third area? Clinical protocols and investigator information. Detailed protocols for proposed early clinical studies to assess tolerance and risk should be submitted. Information on the qualifications of clinical investigators to assess their ability to fulfill their clinical trial duties is also required. Finally, Commitments to obtain informed consent from the research subjects to obtain review of the study by an Institutional Review Board, IRB, and to adhere to the investigational new drug regulations. Moving a drug from preclinical testing into the clinic requires that all conditions outlined by the FDA be met. Therefore, it is important that you and your CRO have a thorough understanding of the requirements. Involving regulatory agencies from the start can help lead you in the right direction and ensure a successful IND submission. It is essential to communicate with the FDA as early as possible to make certain that the test plan is acceptable. The pre-IND meeting is the first crucial interaction with the FDA. This meeting provides an excellent opportunity for you to enlist the FDA's support as well as validate and optimize a strategy. Section 3. Plan your pivotal toxicology studies, a proactive approach. Being proactive in your approach and having a clinical strategy before engaging a CRO will ensure that the data provided by the program of work is sufficient to support your IND and will reduce the risk of study startup delays. Here are some considerations for planning your program. First, 
safe starting dose for clinical trials as well as multiple dose levels, multiples of expected clinical dose. Of note, dose selection is one of the most critical factors in preclinical toxicology study designs. To determine a safe starting dose for clinical trials, the appropriate drug levels should be selected during your preclinical studies. Dose levels should be determined based on the acceptable margin of safety and generally include a control and three low, mid, and high dose levels. You should also consider species selection and justification, route of administration to mimic clinical use, identification of potential target organs for toxicity, plan for assessing reversibility of toxicities, endpoints, both standard like clinical signs, body weight, clinical and anatomical pathology, and drug-specific, such as biomarkers, immune response, and flow cytometry. And finally, you should consider the analytical and bioanalytical methods required. Section 4. Frequently Asked Questions in Preparing Your Preclinical Studies Here are three important questions. First question. How much test article will be required for my preclinical toxicology studies? And when will appropriate formulation of the test article be available? Accounting for the time required to manufacture the test article in required formulations avoids potential delays. The amount of test article required can generally be estimated using the maximum preclinical dose levels established from early exploratory studies or from preliminary range finding studies at the CRO. Dose selection is one of the most critical factors in preclinical toxicology study designs. To determine a safe starting dose for clinical trials, the appropriate drug levels should be selected during your preclinical studies. Dose levels should be determined based on the acceptable margin of safety and generally include a control and three low, mid, and high dose levels. Second question. Should I use research-grade or clinical-grade material for my pivotal toxicology studies? The use of research-grade material for early discovery phase studies may be acceptable. Using clinical-grade materials for preclinical studies can help you to avoid confounding effects of impurities contained in research-grade material and avoid the need for approval of a new batch of material for the clinical studies. Third question. Has previous preclinical work been carried out? Using and sharing data from studies conducted prior to initiating safety assessment can help save time in the design of pivotal toxicology studies and help with the test article requirement calculations. Section 5. Small Molecules versus Biologics When planning your preclinical safety assessment program, the type of drug candidate under development must be considered. For small molecules, the species selection will have metabolism as a primary factor, in rodent and non-rodent, whereas a biologic will have pharmacology as a primary factor and may be only one species. Dose selection will be based on toxicity, meaning the maximum tolerated dose, for small molecules and pharmacology, or maximum feasible dose for a biologic. In terms of toxicology studies, a small molecule requires a two-species study, ranging from two weeks to three months in duration, whereas a biologic requires one species and a study of up to six months in duration. In terms of safety pharmacology studies, a small molecule usually requires a standalone study, while part, or all, may be in toxicology studies for biologics. In terms of genetic toxicology, it is required for a small molecule, but may not be required for a biologic. Section 6. 
Species Selection Typical small molecule regulatory studies use two species, rodent and non-rodent, for safety assessment. Use of an appropriate animal model is crucial to help predict human effects. In vitro metabolic profiling is used to determine the rodent and non-rodent species that best respond to the metabolic profile in humans. While rats and dogs are appropriate models for most small molecules, their profile can differ from that of a human, and other species may need to be considered. For biologics, pharmacological relevance is the driver for species selection, often determined by the presence of the therapeutic target. Usually, the non-human primate is the relevant species, and single-species toxicology packages are commonly accepted. Section 7. Formulation, the test article, and bioanalysis. Proper formulation of drugs in vehicles helps ensure appropriate exposure to the test article. When determining dose formulation, generally one method for each vehicle should be used. Dose formulation analyses should include concentration, homogeneity, and stability testing. For the test article, solubility, stability, dose volume, and tolerability of the vehicle in the preclinical species should be considered. For GLP studies, concentration verification of the test article in the vehicle is required. Each analytical method for the test article concentration analysis is specific to the vehicle. Vehicles intended for use in parenteral administration routes should be sterile and have appropriate documentation of endotoxin levels. For all vehicles, regardless of administration, documentation of composition and stability is required. The route of administration for the IND portion of preclinical studies should mimic the route you intend to use in the clinic. In addition, a well-characterized test article must be in accordance with GLP and accompanied by a certificate of analysis. This certificate confirms identity, purity, composition, and stability or retest date and is required to start preclinical GLP studies. Although not required, good manufacturing practices, GMP, grade material is often used for GLP studies and requires a compliance exception because it is not manufactured under GLP conditions. Test material should be stored according to the certificate of analysis and within the same conditions under which stability has been established. Besides the recommended temperatures for storage, the hygroscopic and or light-sensitive character of the test material should be considered. To ensure safe and proper handling of the material, the safety data sheet should be provided to your CRO study team and laboratory personnel before the test article is shipped. For bioanalysis, it is important to note that, according to the bioanalytical method validation guidance from the FDA, validated analytical methods for the quantitative evaluation of analytes, meaning drugs and their metabolites, including biologic products and biomarkers in a given biological matrix, such as blood, plasma, serum, or urine, are critical for the successful conduct of preclinical and clinical pharmacology studies. These validated methods provide critical data to support the safety and effectiveness of drugs and biologic products. Validating the analytical method ensures that the data is reliable by addressing certain key questions. Section 8. Pivotal Toxicology Studies Global regulations require that potential new medicines be tested for safety and tolerability in animals before initiating first-in-human trials. This requirement supports the first-in-human dose setting and benefit versus risk assessment and also supports longer-term dosing in humans, whether for healthy people, 
patients, or special populations like children, the elderly, and women of childbearing age. Studies include maximum tolerated dose and dose range finding, which determines the acute or single-dose toxicity of the drug in at least two species, rodent and non-rodent. A typical acute dose range finding study may take approximately 12 weeks from animal arrival to an audited draft report. This data can be used to set dose levels for the studies, which are used to assess toxicity after repeated dosing. Studies also include repeat dose toxicology, which are short-term toxicity studies ranging from two weeks to three months, depending on the proposed clinical trial duration. For example, a 28-day toxicology study usually takes 18 weeks from animal arrival to an audited draft report. Section 9. Safety Pharmacology A core battery of safety pharmacology studies determines any pharmacological effect on critical organ systems. These studies generally include cardiovascular studies completed on the same species as the non-rodent in toxicology studies and last 12 weeks, central nervous system evaluation of various parameters, including locomotion, grip strength, hind limb splay, pain perception, and reaction to stimuli. Generally, these are conducted on the same rodent species used in toxicology studies and last seven weeks. And respiratory studies, during which respiratory rate, tidal volume, minute volume, etc., are measured. Generally, they are conducted in the same rodent species used in toxicology studies and last 12 weeks. Running a core battery of safety pharmacology studies which usually includes CNS, respiratory and cardiovascular assessment, as well as in vitro HERG assays, are normally included as part of an IND program. Tier 2 safety pharmacology studies may need to be conducted depending on the clinical indication or findings in the core battery. Section 10. Genetic Toxicology Depending on your drug candidate and therapeutic indication, Genetic toxicology studies can be required prior to the start of first-in-human studies. Data produced in genetic toxicology studies is used to determine if the drug has the potential to damage DNA or pose potential carcinogenic risks. When required, standard battery tests include a seven-week AIMS assay study to determine if the point mutations will be caused using a panel of bacterial strains, a nine-week chromosomal aberration study to evaluate the potential for damaged chromosomes in vitro, and a nine-week micronucleus test to evaluate the potential for damaged chromosomes, a standard test battery of genetic toxicology studies consists of two in vitro tests performed prior to initiation of phase one clinical trials with the AIMS test and the chromosome aberration assay, and an in vivo rodent test for chromosome damage performed prior to phase two clinical trials, a rat micronucleus test, in most cases, companies opt to conduct the complete standard test battery prior to IND submission. In vivo rodent tests can be incorporated into the main toxicology study. Biopharmaceuticals, such as endogenous peptides, oligonucleotides, and proteins, may be considered exceptions, and a reduced genetic toxicology testing package may be justifiable in certain cases. Understanding the preclinical activities and timelines required to move your molecule towards regulatory submission will help you create a roadmap and minimize risks, uncertainty, and delays. Timelines vary and should be customized depending on drug class and molecule type. Section 11. Send Data 
The Standard for Exchange of Non-Clinical Data, or SEND, is an implementation of the CDISC Standard Data Tabulation Model for preclinical studies, which specifies a way to present preclinical data in a consistent format. The format enables more efficient review of preclinical data, offering improved data quality, accessibility, and predictability. Preparing and accounting for electronic data submissions for your preclinical datasets supports timely completion. Compliant data follows SEND standards and, depending on the start date of your study, SEND 3.0 or 3.1 is required for your IND submissions. Section 12. Selecting the right CRO for you. When choosing a CRO for your program, consider the following. Is the CRO GLP compliant? Do they have a successful history of regulatory inspections and experience with different regulatory agencies? Is the facility ADLAC accredited? Do staff demonstrate a commitment to animal welfare? Does the CRO have experience with your molecule type and the species required to develop your therapeutic? Does the CRO have the resources and ability to source the capabilities they don't have in-house? How responsive is the CRO? Will you communicate directly with the scientific team responsible for your project? Does the CRO have a solid on-time reporting history? Can your CRO provide integrated project management for your preclinical and clinical programs? Ensuring your IND program stays on track requires proactive planning and preparation. Since there are many key dependencies between preclinical and clinical studies, developing an integrated plan with an experienced CRO team helps streamline and accelerate your drug development pathway to advance your molecule towards regulatory approval and to deal more efficiently with unexpected findings during your early drug development. And that brings us to the end of Issue 11 of the Alta Scientist, planning your preclinical assessment for a successful regulatory submission. We hope you enjoyed this audio recording. Join us again next time as we dive deeper into more critical processes in early phase drug development. You can also write to us at contact at altasciences.com or visit altasciences.com to learn more about what makes Alta Sciences a different kind of CRO and CDMO. Alta Sciences is an integrated drug development solution company offering pharmaceutical and biotechnology companies a proven, flexible approach to preclinical and clinical pharmacology studies, including formulation, manufacturing, and analytical services. For over 25 years, Alta Sciences has been partnering with sponsors to help support educated, faster, and more complete early drug development decisions. Alta Sciences integrated full-service solutions include preclinical safety testing, clinical pharmacology and proof of concept, bioanalysis, program management, medical writing, biostatistics, clinical monitoring, and data management, all customizable to specific sponsor requirements. Alta Sciences helps sponsors get better drugs to the people who need them faster.